Hey everybody, today I am going to cover the quick start guide for efficiency. Hundreds of people have downloaded this little book that I wrote and it's been helpful to them, but I have not yet done an episode and gone through it and taught it on the air. So today I'm doing that. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grow My Efficient Business Podcast. My name is Chad Muncie, and I am delighted that you decided to join me today. This is the podcast where we talk about how to become the best efficient and how to create the business of your dreams. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to Grow My Efficient Business. My name is Chad Muncie, and I so appreciate you coming to listen, no matter if you're on the podcast, if you're on the YouTube channel. Um, I am going to go through a little book that I put together, the Quick Start Guide for Efficience. I put this together um, a few years ago, and hundreds of people have downloaded it. I've heard from many people say, hey, that was a huge help, but I've never publicly released that information and just gone through the book while I've been on the podcast or the YouTube channel. And the information there is extremely helpful, not just for new officiants, but if, even if you've been doing this a while, there's probably some gold nuggets in there that will help you along the way. So I'm going to start at the beginning, and then I'm going to go all the way through. A lot of people have downloaded the book because they were like, ooh, it's going to be helpful. But a lot of people have not downloaded it because they thought, well, I might not need the information in there, or I've been an efficient for a little bit, so I probably don't need uh, I probably don't need that where I'm at. But you may want to download it anyway because the stuff I'm going to go over today, I'm not going to cover every little detail in there, but I'm going to tell you what's in it so that you can uh, judge whether or not you want to download it and get that information. Before I do that, if you haven't gone to the website, growmyefficientbusiness.com, please visit. I'm adding resources all the time there. Go to our new Facebook group. That link is in uh, the show description. And please, if you haven't, subscribe and like this video if you enjoy the content. Now that I've got through that, let's dive right in to the quick start guide for efficiency. As you can see, the cover, this is a nice version that I printed out. I took it to Staples for like 10 bucks, and I had them print this version and you can see it's it they did a really good job. So they've got this like spiral bound here. The first page after you open that up, it says a quick start guide for new efficients and it it is just an introduction uh, from me to you that says, I'm so happy you want the very best for your business. I also appreciate you allowing me to provide information that could assist you in growing and help you grow your business. And I'm not going to read all of this, but I'm going to tell you the basics of what it says. You're a new officiant wondering, what should I do now? Don't worry, I've put together this guide to make your next steps crystal clear. So basically, this is a guide of information I wish somebody would have sat down with me and said, hey, you're an officiant. These are things you must know. You've got to know this stuff. So what's in it? Uh, in the beginning, it starts to talk about the kindness process. And the reason I call kindness a process is because it's actually a system and a process that you have to put into your efficient business or you will not survive. The thing that sets you apart from the efficient down the road, Joe that way and uh, Karen that way, <laughs> I'm trying to come up with names. Uh, you've got these two efficients down the road. The thing that's going to set you apart is how kind you are and how much you want for your client for them to experience a five-star service. 
So I talk about the kindness process and how important it is. And then I talk about even a day I had a bridezilla and it was one of the first weddings I had done and she was so mean to me because there was a miscommunication, but it doesn't matter. I I was so kind to her even still and I ended up getting a good review from that bridezilla, even though uh, there was a miscommunication. She got so upset with me for something that was not my fault because I was kind. I still apologized. I had kindness as a process in my business. And a lot of other people would have said, well, I didn't do that wrong. I didn't do that. And they would have, they would have stood up to her. Sometimes standing up is okay, but not when your income depends and your review depend on that. I'm not saying be a pushover, but just add kindness and professionalism as a process into your business. Kindness plus professionalism equals extremely happy clients. The next part uh, of the book, it talks about walking in the customer's shoes. You have to completely understand every single couple that you deal with. If you're going to have someone hand you cash or hand you money and say, I trust you to perform my wedding. I trust you to the fullest. Do a great job. You're going to have to walk in their shoes. You're going to have to have a questionnaire set up that will allow you to understand exactly where the couple's coming from. Do they have kids? Have they been previously married? How do they interact with each other? Because you're going to write a ceremony that involves their story and you have to understand their story. So I have a section in the book called Walk in their shoe, walking in their shoes. And it says, visualizing yourself in the other person's situation will help you be kind no matter what happens. It'll also help you sell more wedding services, create better ceremonies that will leave couples raving about how wonderful you are and help you build great relationships with vendors and venues. Cha-ching. There's a reason I said that. So that you Uh, so that you have business coming from every direction. The reason I say cha-ching is because a lot of people don't realize the power of building relationships with vendors and venues. And a lot of people are just too lazy, honestly, to reach out. The reason I have this other book on my website, The Guide to Building Wedding Business Relationships, is because that's literally one of the strategies I used to build a $100,000 per year and more wedding efficient business is building relationships. You must do that. So uh, all of this, this this whole section called Walk in Their Shoes is an incredible section. And that's one of the reasons you need this, because it'll open your eyes to some things that you may not have thought about. And I, there's a quote in here I, I put in this book that says, whatever they view, they will review. They'll review. A review is simply someone telling their view of something. They're restating their view of how the events went down. And if there's any negative that pops up at all, there's a chance that that review might not be five-star, and we can't take that chance. If I'm going to build a five-star wedding wedding efficient business that's going to make over $100,000 a year, and if you're going to build that, you have to have five-star reviews. You have to ask for them. You have to make sure they happen. If you hire a, a contractor, you have to go through, hey, we treat everyone with kindness. No matter if something goes down, if you have an issue, come to me. Don't go to the bride. Don't go to the groom. Don't go to their family. Treat everyone with kindness, and you have to hit those things head on. What they view, whatever they view, they will review. And then I say kindness, professionalism, and situational awareness are the top three things to keep at the forefront of your mind as you grow your business. So true. Let me go keep going through this book. Remember, I just want to give you an overview of uh, the Quick Start Guide to Efficiency. 
And the reason I want to give you an overview, because you can not only, I want you to go download the book. I do want you to have a copy of this book, but I also want you to, everybody that reads something, if you read a paragraph and I read it, um, there is a, there's a chance that I'm going to comprehend that a little differently. And I'm going to get nuggets out of there that you wouldn't have got. And you're going to get nuggets out of there that I wouldn't have got. So I want, it's important that you get a copy and you read it yourself because you're going to get some things out that I didn't get because you need them and I don't need them. And I'm going to get some things that I need and you don't need. So whatever they view, they will review. Um, this says, how does a five-star service look? Here is what I do. I set up an amazing introductory call with them. This is exactly what I do. I send a package called Let's Have an Amazing Ceremony with their contract, a lot of other little goodies. This guide tells them what to expect, suggestions for their wedding day that they may not have thought about, such as different special ceremonies, options they could have with my services, add-ons, vendors that they may need to know about, my contract information, and a section that has a special note from me expressing my gratitude. You should always have some sort of package that seals the deal and makes that couple say, wow, we're going to leave a five-star review. We made the right choice. This is an incredible, incredible situation. And this is an incredible person that we're dealing with to do our ceremony. So you need to have something like that. Let's move on. The next part of the quick start guide for officiants is as mindset is half the battle. Now that you have your mindset right, let's talk about practical things that you can do to become the best and most sought after officiant in your area. Then I talk about something extremely important. In fact, mine is laying right here. It is my phone. The phone call. One phone call at a time equals your efficient empire. That's how you build your efficient empire is one phone call at a time. A phone call is extremely important because the the initial phone call, uh, it which can be on a Zoom call or a phone call, this call should be the first communication after they've filled out some kind of interest form on your website, some kind of information form that says, hey, we would like you to consider marrying us. We would like to see if we're a good fit. And this call is so important because it's their first impression call of you. It's going to be where they decide instantly whether they like you and whether they trust you and if they want to continue knowing you. So in this call, sometimes an initial call comes from someone calling your business number to find out more more information. But most of the time, this is part of a process, your kindness process that you've set up to engage with that couple and to, I mean, I hate to use any other word, but sell them. You are trying, you do want them to pay you and you do want to perform their ceremony. So you're trying to sell them on yourself, on your personality, on, on the fact that you are the one that they should depend on. Qualification is critical because you don't want an awkward relationship if they aren't your type of people or because they don't like you for some reason. That's, this call is extremely important. And then I say, remember, this is their commitment to do business with you. Get the retainer as soon as possible, preferably while they are on the phone with you. If you hang up without getting the retainer, your chance of making the sale is cut in half. A lot of people make the mistake, Chad, I've got people calling me, but they're shopping around. And I ask, do you get the retainer while you're on the phone? Well, no, we we don't get the retainer while they're on the phone. Why not? If you are selling yourself and they are so sure on you, you should say, hey, that date's open. What kind of credit card will you be using? Don't say, 
Uh, do you think you'd like to move forward? No. Assume the sale and say, hey, I've got uh, I've got that date open around this time. Yep, I've got that open. What kind of credit card do you want to use to pay the retainer? Uh, well, how much is that? That's $300. Let's go ahead and I can take it right now for you. Take that retainer. You've got that money. You've sealed the deal and you are their officiant. And then all you have to do is impress them. What is the next part of the guide? The next part is questionnaires over contracts. Why am I saying that? Because a questionnaire is your best friend. Questionnaire over contracts. When you're just now getting started, if you don't have time to get a full contract together and you're like, Chad, I just need to get my business going, by all means, get your business going. Uh, start. You do not 100% have to have a contract when you get started. What you do have to have is money coming from someone, coming from their hand into your hand, paying you for a service. So instead, impress them with a questionnaire. A questionnaire can act as a contract in the capacity that it will be filled out by the client and have questions answered about time, location, attire, color. I'm just reading this right out of the um, right out of the quick start guide location, attire, color, and other specifics in an email communication chain. The questionnaire is then a record of communication that you can keep as proof in any he said, she said moments. You'll send the questionnaire immediately when you get off the phone, off the initial phone call. Make sure you clarify and ask the questions you need to know to make the decisions about the wedding day, like the date, time, address, bride and groom names, their love story. You want their full names if you're doing a certificate so you can write them out. Uh, their love story, their values, special moments they might want to have, special rituals, styles of ceremony they like, romantic, sentimental, fun, funny, religious, family-focused, religious additions, or other cultural additions. This questionnaire can be in-depth, and it can act as your contract, but most importantly, it acts as the information that you need to know to make their wedding day incredible, to add any extras, and to make an incredible ceremony for the couple. And then I put in the book, the questionnaire is just one of the many systems that will help you run your business and grow it into something substantial. Next, I know there's a lot of information here. A lot of people are like, I don't know if I want to download that. I'm like, well, just download it. You'll you'll enjoy it, and you'll probably find some nuggets in there you want. Memorization is for geniuses. Why do I say that? I'm not a genius, and I've memorized stuff. Well, it was very, very difficult, and there's no need to memorize stuff. Memorize or not, consistency is key. So here's the big question. This is a whole section in this book. Should you memorize the ceremony or should you just read the ceremony? That's the question I get asked all the time. I'm going to read right off of this little segment here. My answer is sure, if you want to. However, my other answer is read it if it makes you more comfortable. It makes no difference either way. I've seen multimillionaires of Fortune 500 companies get up in front of thousands uh, thousands of people and read a scripted message with incredible vigor and passion while impacting the audience. I've also seen people memorize and do a horrible job delivering. So here's my professional opinion. Read the ceremony with passion and feeling. It's absolutely okay to read the ceremony. It looks professional if you are 100% confident while holding your iPad or Kindle instead of being nervous with nothing. So do not get down on yourself because you're not some kind of incredible performer. Practice it in front of the mirror. Go back and watch my episode uh, that I talk about CRV, which is uh, something that I came up with and have helped 
hundreds of, of people get up on stage and be comfortable reading a ceremony, very professional. So watch that and then just read it. Don't worry about memorizing your ceremony. In this book, in fact, I kind of, I think there's a link. Yeah, there's a link to the podcast and then the uh, the CRV method. So the next page in this book, let's keep going. Set the rules, fix the problems. Your business, your rules, your sanity. I put that in there because it's it's so true. If you don't have rules, if you don't maintain control during the entire process of your business, all, all of the processes and systems that you've set up in your business, then that is your sanity. That is what's going to keep you sane and keep you in control and keep you organized. You must have and set expectations. You are in charge. I'm not saying this to make you have a big head or inflate your ego, but the couple wants to hire a professional who can handle situations no matter what arises. And you're in charge of the ceremony. You're in charge of it. Let me read this little segment. Because you are the professional and the authority in this matter, the couple expects you to ensure that the ceremony not only sounds awesome, but that all of the moving pieces around the ceremony fall into place. Setting up rules, policies, and expectations and letting everyone know what is expected of them up front will give everyone involved peace of mind. There's a whole uh, few other paragraphs in that section, but I'll let you read it for yourself. This is so important. I've seen so many officiants get to a wedding. The wedding planner is non-existent or just is not doing a good job, has no idea what they're doing. And the wedding officiant gets nervous and things fall by the wayside. Instead, the wedding officiant, you as the wedding officiant should come in. You should have a list. Here's the things they've asked me to do. Here's how the ceremony is going to go. And take charge. Take control of that ceremony. If you go to a rehearsal and the wedding planner is just sitting there and she's like, well, maybe we should just say, all right, here's what we're going to do. You guys are going to stand here. Here's how it should be. And then if they jump in, that's okay. But if no one's taking charge, I'm not saying you have to be a wedding planner, but I'm telling you to, to take charge of this ceremony. This ceremony, how it turns out, is up to you. That's your responsibility, and that's what's going to make this five-star impression and make this couple excited about leaving you a five-star review. Next, small things that matter. One of the small things that matter, the first one is the big day, center stage. So the setup, I talk about in a typical wedding ceremony setup, you're the first person, the officiant is the first person to walk down the aisle to the front where you will be for most of the ceremony. You're setting the stage for everyone else walking down. So if there isn't a wedding party, it's not a big deal. But if you have a wedding party standing on either side of you, it's important. Make sure you are in the center This matters. These details matter. Make sure you're dividing the sides evenly and you are in the right spot, especially if there's not a rehearsal. If there's a rehearsal, they'll probably say, you stand here. If there's not a rehearsal, you may or may not have a clue where to stand. So just try to be in the center. People will knowingly and some of them unknowingly line up and take a position based on your positioning. So get it right the first time. Now, there is a special little thing in here. I'm not going to read all of it, but I'm going to tell you the basic gist of it. A lot of couples get nervous on their wedding day. A lot of couples and officiants think when they get up there, oh, we've got to, we've got to put on a show. And it's kind of a show, but it's really not a show. It's really, it's really presenting this couple in the ceremony in a passionate and a professional way. And it doesn't mean you can't talk amongst yourselves up there a little bit. So what I do 
is I call this a pro tip because I it's it took me years to actually get comfortable doing this. But now when the couple arrives up there, I have a quick communication with a couple and um, sometimes the couple is extremely nervous or anxious and sometimes they seem okay. But regardless, I do this every time. I pause when everybody in the wedding party gets to the front uh, right before I begin. As soon as the music stops or during the last few seconds of music, I will lean into the couple and say something like this. This is your day. We're all here for you both. We love you and I want you to breathe. Take your time and enjoy it. Are you guys ready? Yeah, we're ready. And I've had couples at the end of that. Sometimes I can see like sigh of relief. They had so much tension built up and just taking that moment helped them to breathe and they have a sigh of relief. And I've had people come up to me at the end and say, thank you so much for doing that. I was so nervous. And when you said that at that moment, like it just helped calm me down. So I call that the reinsurance. It's just a moment, the reinsurance, the reassurance. It's just a moment, but it, it helps a lot in most circumstances. Sometimes you're laughing and you're giddy and you don't need to do anything, but most of the time that really helps. The sidestep, take it from experience. Don't be a blur in the kiss photo as you jump out of the way. Officiants sometimes want to stand there in the photo. That's fine. I take a step right to the side. Right before I pronounce them, I take a step right to the side. And then uh, actually right before I say, you may now kiss the bride or you may now kiss your spouse, uh, whatever you are going to say there, you say, you may now. And while I'm saying that I step out of the way, kiss your spouse, kiss the bride, and then they kiss and you're out of the way. Just practice doing that. Sometimes you're all, everybody's laughing and cut up and you know, you can say, I'm going to move now, hold on. And then you can say it, whatever, whatever the feeling is, just move out of the way for the kiss. So you're not in the picture. Um, unless you're like, I can't remember the guy. There's a guy on Instagram. If you ever, if you ever see this video, you know who you are. You're in Florida, I think. And anyway, in every kiss picture, he goes like this. And he, he leans to the side, he leans to the side and the people are standing here and in every picture on his Instagram, he's poking out to the side and it's just hilarious. And that's kind of like his calling card. That's his thing. So unless you're going to do that, uh, let's keep on going. The announcement. When I first started, I remember a ceremony where I forgot to change the last name for the couple's announcement. I was using a ceremony template from the previous wedding. Oh, please be careful when you do this. Don't worry. I didn't say the wrong last name. In fact, it was a great learning experience because I almost announced this couple to the world for the first time with the wrong last name, and it scared me to never do it again. There's more on this section, but please be careful in the announcement. Whatever you do, refrain from assuming that the couple wants to be announced, and don't assume that you know the correct format. I promise if you make assumptions, at some point embarrassment will show its ugly face. That's something you need to talk to the couple about. Sometimes the woman is not going to take the guy's last name and you assume she is or one of the couple are not going to take the other's last name. Um, This can happen often. You don't know who's going to take whose last name. You need to talk to the couple about that. Now, a lot of you, a lot of you marry you. A lot of you marry only women and men because of your religion. But a lot of you marry men and men and women and women, and especially in that circumstance, you cannot assume whose last name is going to be taken. I've seen this done so much, it just bugs me because I'm like, how do you know? And people get it wrong, and then embarrassment ensues. So please 
ask them about that, the announcement. The extra certificate. That's a section I'm going to let you read on your own. It's extremely useful. A lot of you might already offer certificates, but if you don't, that section tells you how to offer certificates. And then the last section I'm also going to let you read. That's something that I do in all of my weddings. If you want to know what that says, please download the Quick Start Guide for Efficiency, and you can read that. Um, and then I'll just give you some resources. I talk about the YouTube channel that you're currently watching, the podcast that you're currently listening to, and then the efficient business training I, I offer. I'm, I need to add here the new Facebook group because that's growing. And I'd love for you to be a part of it. I'm going to put that in the comments. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, this book. I'm going to continue adding to it. So what I'm saying is there was a first revision. There was a second revision, and this is the third. And every time I add more and more to it, eventually it's going to be really thick, but it's going to continue to be free. So in six months, come back, get it again. You might have quite a few more nuggets in there that I've added. I really appreciate you listening to me. Please subscribe. Like this video. If this helped and you're listening to it and you're like, Chad, I want more stuff, please like the video. Liking the video really helps me out. Uh, comment and join the Facebook group if you're a professional officiant or if you're someone who wants to become a professional officiant. And I will talk to you again soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you got value out of this, please rate and review the podcast. That helps us stay on the air. Head over to our YouTube channel, Grow My Efficient Business, and for free resources and to keep up with what's going on, go to www.growmyefficientbusiness.com. My name's Chad Muncie. Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful day.